we have spent some time on rules of revelation. So how do you recognize what revelation looks like? How does he speak? Recognizing the many ways he speaks. How do I increase revelation? We've talked about rules of revelation. And I'm guessing none of those subjects came as a surprise. And when you signed up for a hear him class, that's exactly what you thought you'd get, right? This is the night it takes an odd turn. This is the night we start talking about things that influence Revelation that I'm guessing you didn't expect to find in a hear him class. Allow me to testify up front that what we're about to talk about tonight is one of the keys to unlocking greater spirituality and more revelation to Heavenly Father. Um, in the Doctrine and Covenants, the Lord dropped a bomb doctrinally. And it's one that I don't think very many people have caught. And I don't mean to criticize, you know, average Latter-day Saint, but I don't believe we have caught as a people the significance of this doctrine. So let's turn to Doctrine and Covenants section 88, verse 15. Section 88 is a wonderful section on Jesus and the role that the Savior plays it is such a beautiful section about all the different roles the Messiah plays. And amongst that revelation, the Lord dropped a doctrinal bomb. And then he almost just doesn't even address it again. Doctrine and Covenants section 88 verse 15. Unique among the doctrines of the Latter-day Saints. You go all over this planet you will not find a religion outside of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that believes what we're about to read. And because of that, I don't think we often put it in its most prominent place. And so let's see if we can do that tonight. Tell me the doctrine taught in verse 15. Section 88, verse 15. The soul of man is body and spirit. They are inseparably connected. Body and spirit make up the soul of man. So if I were to take a bat and hit the spirit in the gut, would the body feel it? Yes or no? Absolutely. You cannot do something to one without it affecting the other. If I were to take a bat and hit the body in the gut, would the spirit reel back as if it were hit? Do you understand the significance of that doctrine? For example, one thing we won't get into tonight, but I, I deal with a lot of depression in my family. I teach a lot of depression classes, gospel and depression. And one of the keys to understanding, to better understanding depression is to understand that body and spirit are connected. I, I have a lot of people tell me that when they're depressed, they can't feel the spirit. And it bothers them that they can't feel the spirit. And they feel like they're doing something wrong. But hold on, if my body is broken, would my, do you honestly expect my spirit to be completely independent and to function normal? Do you think my spirit's gonna function normal if my body is broken? The answer is absolutely not. And one of the best ways to understand how to improve my spirit is to understand the connection that my body and my spirit have. 
Now, what is the very, very next section after declaring that doctrine that the soul of man is body and spirit? What's the very next section he gives? The word of wisdom. Do you see the connection? Now, we're going to spend some time in the word of wisdom today. And unfortunately, the word of wisdom has two conversations. The reason we have a word of wisdom is two pieces. One piece is verse 8. Sorry, verse 4. One piece is verse 8. Section 89, verse 4. The conspiracy, the addiction, all of that. So allow me to set that on the shelf. The word of wisdom is far more than smoking and alcohol. The word of wisdom has two pieces. Let's take the conspiracy, the addiction piece, and let's set that aside for another day. I'd love to talk about that some other day. The other piece is simply built on the doctrine that the spirit and body are connected. Therefore, what is one of the very best ways to improve your spirituality and what's flowing into your spirit? Take care of your body. It is one of the most fundamental doctrines the Lord has presented, and we miss it so many times. If you want more revelation in your life, if you want increased flow of nutrients from God, take better care of your body. They are inseparably connected. Come on in. We've got, I hate to force you to come in the front row, but... So let's see if we can turn with me to section 89, the Doctrine and Covenants. Let's see if we can understand this connection. Now, I'm going to draw it like this. I'm going to draw that here's my body and here's my spirit. Here's my body and here's my spirit inseparably connected. If I hit this one, does that one feel it? If this one's sick, is this one healthy? It's not going to be. You shouldn't expect this one to be independent of the other. We won't take the time, but do you remember in section 138 where Joseph F. Smith sees into the spirit world the people who don't have their body? Were they cheering and rejoicing because their body's gone and they're free from that shell that they hated? What was the attitude of the spirits in the spirit world? They longed for it. They felt it was, what's the word it uses? Not having their body was a bondage. Therefore, do you see how they're connected? Therefore, if I want more flowing here, one of the secrets is to focus here. So let's read verse 3. Let's separate. Verse 4 is a, a subject for another day, the conspiracy, the addiction, the alcohol, the tobacco. Let's take that out of the word of wisdom and let's focus on verse 3. What does the Lord call the word of wisdom in verse 3? A principle with promise, adaptable. Now, is alcohol adaptable? Can we just adapt the amount of alcohol that's okay for us? How about tobacco? Is tobacco adaptable? See, this is a totally different side of the word of wisdom that we often don't talk about. The word of wisdom is a principle with promise that's adaptable. So let's see if we can identify the principle by identifying the promise. Turn to section eight, or the same section, section 89. Let's go to verse 18. What's the promise? 
and I'll bet you anything, you probably have never paused to ask yourself, what's he saying? Notice the words carefully. What is the promise of the word of wisdom? All saints that remember and do these sayings shall have health in their navel. Have you ever noticed that? The promise of the word of wisdom isn't health, period. It's health in your navel. So why would I want a healthy navel? A lint-free belly button. That's what the word of wisdom promises. No, that's what my navel is. Let me ask the question, what was my navel? I had a connecting tube to my mother through which, tell me what happened. She fed me and took waste out. She removed waste and put nutrients in. Now, what's the word of wisdom suggesting? You have a spiritual navel. You are connected to heaven through a navel. Now, if you want my personal opinion, this is totally me. This is not church doctrine. I believe we're still connected to mother. I think on the other end of that navel is heavenly mother. And she is feeding us. You have a navel. Connected to God. Through it, nutrients flow in and poisons flow out. Your spirituality grows as those nutrients flow. Your spirituality suffers as those nutrients slow. You have a navel. Now, raise your hand if you've been through the temple. Raise your hand if you have not. Fantastic. Hold on. Save this for another day. When I stand at the veil and connect with God, through what are we connected? The navel. God and I are connected through the navel. It is a very real thing in my life that I have a channel of nutrients from God. Now here's the doctrine. I control the flow. I control the flow. If you want to increase the nutrients coming through your spiritual navel, Take better care of your body. That's the doctrine of the word of wisdom. The way you treat this instrument affects the flow. You can increase it or decrease it. It's up to you. So let's, let's take a list. Abby, go ahead. 
marrow to their bones. Can we talk about that? Same idea. It's that same idea. What happens in the marrow of my bones? What is produced in the marrow of my bones? Blood cells. And what do blood cells carry? There it is. The marrow of my bones and the, it, it flows. Life, oxygen, nutrients flow into my life. So here's what I want to do. Let's take, let's take the rest of our class and let's see if we can identify certain things that you and I do with and to our body that are going to have a tremendous influence on our spirit. Why are you smiling, CJ? Do you see where we're going? I remember You know exactly where we're going. Now let's start with the doctor or the section 89 is very clear that some things that we eat, what we eat has an effect on your spirituality. Do you believe that? Do you believe that what you eat affects the flow of nutrients through your spirit? And that revelation is increased or decreased when you eat the right things. Now that is adaptable, right? Is there one right thing that's right for all of our bodies? Not necessarily. There's certain foods that affect you differently than they affect me. What you eat, when you eat it, how much you eat, all of that affects your spirituality. So don't be surprised if you don't, if I don't put fuel in my vehicle, I shouldn't be surprised if that vehicle stops performing. If you do not fuel the physical body you've been given, you should not be surprised if the physical body stops performing. And if it affects the body, what else is going to be affected? Have you ever noticed it's very hard to feel the spirit when you're hungry? Which is why we don't fast a lot, because it's very hard to feel the Spirit when you're spirit. I'll be honest, it's hard to feel the Spirit when you're fasting, because you're hungry. So I would just invite you to ask yourself, can you take better care of your physical body in terms of what you feed it? Can you give it the right f f fuels? Do you know, have you, are you, have you, lived long enough to know that certain foods affect your body differently than other foods and which ones are the ones that your body most needs. I would dare say most of the people in this room do not feed the body all that it needs. Would you agree? Most of you probably don't eat breakfast, do you? You rush out the door and you probably have one decent meal a day. Just remember that there are spiritual ramifications to what you feed with the fuel you give this body. What you eat, when you eat it, how much you eat. Those are the things and those are the question marks that you have to be wise enough to say, I know what affects me and maybe one of the reasons spiritually you feel sluggish is because you're not giving the body the fuel that it needs. Any thoughts, comments? Okay, so let's do another one. Where should we go next, CJ? Where should we go next? 
sleep. I would dare say the biggest violation of this portion of the word of wisdom by Latter-day Saints is they do not rest their body the way they should. Now, the reason CJ and I are joking is because she just got a job that starts at four o'clock in the morning. Now, sometimes you have to do that, right? Sometimes you have to. But the reality is, if you don't make some adjustments, it's going to have a tremendous influence on your spirit. And think about it. You've all experienced how hard it is to be spiritual and to feel those nutrients flowing from heaven when you're tired. Getting the right amount of sleep at the right times critical to your spirituality. Not just the amount of sweet sleep, but how about the quality of your sleep? Have you ever noticed that if the quality of my sleep is poor, I struggle physically and spiritually? And so one of the things that you can do to improve hearing Him is make sure you rest your body as much as it needs. It has, you control the flow. You control the flow by how well you take care of your body. Thoughts, comments? Just wanna make sure if you wanna testify of any of these, you have the opportunity. But powerful doctrine that we often dis set aside as affecting our spirituality. 100%, when I got good sleep on my mission, I feel like I just slept like a little baby on my mission. Yeah, amount and quality. If you're not getting the right amount, if you're not getting the right quality, does it affect your spirituality? If I want to hear him better, I've got to make some adjustments to sleep. John. That's, that's what was your name again? CJ. CJ, not to put any pressure on you, but I do agree that on my mission, especially, it's, I think it's easier to implement the habit on your mission because you have standard rules and sometimes you're doing like a uh, obedience walk at 9.30, like, oh, no, we can't see anyone, it's too late, so let's just go. Uh, but when you're at home, I think it's harder to make the implementation that of the same habit. So something that the Lord does share is that he says, sleep, cease to sleep longer, that is needful, retire to thy bed early, that they, that, that, that he may... <laughs> that you may not be weary, arise early, that your body and your mind may be invigorated. And I think it's a good performance to have because when CJ nothing you rise early. That's really great. It's really early. You got half of it. Yeah. So. Now, can you work at four o'clock in the morning and make whatever adjustments you need to give your body the rest that it needs and the fuel that it? Of course. And that's why I love that verse 3, the section 89, verse 3, is adaptable to the least and the last saint. You need to adapt this idea to your circumstances and recognize that, yeah, I am violating the principle of the word of wisdom when I do not sleep. I'm, I'm not going to look at you. Do, will it help if I just don't look? I'm not pointing any. It's important to also notify if it says sleep longer than is necessary. Too much. Yeah. Because I can, too little. Because people who like, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I take sometimes. I've taken two to three hour naps, and I wake up, and I can't go back to sleep during the night, and then I get very little sleep, and I feel groggy. Yeah. Because I didn't coordinate. Too much. 
Too much, too little, wrong times, wrong amounts, wrong quality. You got it. It affects my spirituality. Um, and it was hard to do that sleep schedule, but I've noticed that I was so much happier when I had that schedule afterwards and while I was working than I was before. Because I was going to bed later, I was getting up later, but I would, felt so much happier and I could feel more energy just throughout the day just by having that schedule. It's yeah. not fun, but it does make you feel better. Yeah, you got it. And again, I just... I testify in many ways that the way you treat your body, you control the flow of the nutrients coming through that navel. And if you take better care of your body, the health in your navel will improve. Yeah. And that's why I love that, that that's, you've got to adapt to you. I think we get in danger when we start imposing other people's rules. What's right for someone else may or might, may not be right for you. When I was 18, I didn't need the same amount of sleep I need when I'm 54. And so it's adaptable. It's adaptable to the circumstances you're in. But understand, be wise enough to say, you know what? This is hampered because of what I'm doing over here. So I'm going to make some changes over here and change this. Okay, so those are some easy ones. Well, let's do a couple other easier ones, right? One that you probably don't have a problem with, but you will in about five or 10 years. How many of you know someone who goes to work and sits and then goes home and sits and spends the rest of the night sitting? Now, would you be surprised, should you be surprised if someone who sits all day might say, I'm kind of struggling, feeling spiritually healthy? So, one of the great realities one of the great realities is to keep your heart healthy, what do you do? You stress it out a little bit. And getting the exercise that you need has a spiritual effect. If you are not exercising the instrument, you shouldn't be surprised if you are slowing the flow through your navel. So what's the right amount, right times? Now, I know that's interesting because sometimes both of those can be triggers emotionally and can cause some emotional challenges. So you're going to have to find exercise, eating, what's the right amount, what's the right balance. Okay, how about we some talk about some ones that often don't get talked about. Needs that your body has that are going to affect your spirit that sometimes we neglect. I got a whole bunch of them. Do you have any? Needs that your body has that will affect your spirit that sometimes we neglect. Okay, hygiene. How do you sp- <laughs> HY HY <laughs> The whiteboard doesn't have autocorrect. I got to figure out how a way to have a whiteboard with autocorrect. But 
the simple, now can I just give you a testimony? My daughter suffers with severe, severe depression. And my wife can always know when her depression is really bad. She stops taking care of herself. She doesn't shower. She just, physically, she doesn't take care of herself. And so my wife started a number of years ago that when she could tell that my, when my daughter's depression was bad, she brushes her hair. She takes a brush and she just brushes her hair for an hour. Now, guess what that does over here? The simple act of brushing your hair has a, has a spiritual ramification. The better you wash and clean and take care of the instrument, the more it flows, the nutrients flow. Hygiene is a critical element to self-check and say, wait a minute. Am I taking care? Can you imagine? I think you've all taken a turn to go in and wash the temple or clean the temple. Have you taken that turn where it's, oh, it's my turn to go clean the temple. Can you imagine an unclean temple? What spirit would fill that building if it was unvacuumed, not taken care of? The same idea applies to my physical body. Hygiene becomes a matter of spirituality. So the better, take, the better I take care of my body, the more the nutrients flow. Great one. Okay, I'll throw up a few. You keep going if you have one. Ready? Let me throw this one out there because I don't, don't think we think a lot about it. Sun. Now, it's easy to not think about right now because we're in the middle of summer. But winter will follow. And quite often, people get very depressed in winter. And one of the reasons they get depressed in winter is the lack of sun. Isn't it interesting that the lack of S-U-N makes us feel a lack of S-O-N? Sometimes you just need to get outside. And those of you who rush from one job to another or school and you're indoors a lot, just take some time and go outside. We, the church has learned, missionaries that get, get sent to the Pacific, the Northwest, Oregon, Washington, Germany, we supplement their vitamin D because if we don't, they struggle spiritually. You need a little sun. Make sure you work that into your schedule. Abby. My mom read something about the lack of sun, so she got a happy light for him. Because um, going outside in Swedish winters, no one wants to do that. Um, but when I got called to Sweden, um, my mom gave me the light. And, but then I got hurt before I could go. And um, I am so glad I have that. I still have that light and I use it um, pretty often. It's still helping. Like, yeah. now I need even more sun. And Make sure you get outside. Make sure you get into the sun. Make sure you have a consistent, that you your body needs sleep, food, hygiene, cleanliness, and sun. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, uh, two years ago I had a night job and so my hours were 10 to 6 in the morning. 
So I did that for about a year. I also started taking um, um, Accutane. But I think um, pretty close now, I started to feel a little depressed. Yeah. I've never had depression when I was a happy kid, but it started to affect me. And I, I kind of quit after that, but it's kind of nice to something. You notice the difference when I don't get a little sun. Any others? What do we do with our body that's going to have an impact on my spirit? So it kind of goes into the ego, like hydration. Yes. We've got to make sure my body needs my body. Now, I am so grateful. I am so grateful to live in the world in which we do now. Sorry. We got a couple of chairs over here. Pull those desks out, pull those tables out. You guys can sit there. It's kind of become the thing. Everyone brings their water. I didn't grow up with that. And so I've just noticed there's a major difference between people who say, I'm going to make sure I stay hydrated. I'm going to be aware of that. So that's an excellent one. Keep going. Let me throw, I got a whole bunch of these. I spent my life making these mental lists and every time I think oh my goodness there's another one to the list and I just see so many ways that I can affect my spirituality by how I treat my body you have to have a stress management strategy if you don't your stress will consume you I don't think any of you can take stress out of your life I don't think that's possible nor do I even think that's healthy we have to deal with the mortal life that we've been given, and there are challenges. But learning how to deal with stress is critical. So I'd love to hear a couple of, what's your stress management strategy? What do you do to relieve the stress from building up inside you? John? No, you were just raising your hand. So go ahead and make your comment, and then I'm going to have them answer that question. Oh, okay. I was going to ask. Um, would uh, it's probably more mentally than physically, but it still attains to the body and the spiritualness of it. Learning. Yes. Stimulating the mind. That's a great one. We're going to add that one up in just a minute. So I guess I'll answer your stress thing. Um, uh, I guess I'll give a little bit of background. So I'm my mom's medical power of attorney because she has MS. And that's a, that's a big job, especially trying to take care of a lot of medical bills and making sure the physicians and providers, as well as our health insurance. So at first I found it very stressful because I, I had my own health issues and it was very, it was very diminishing on my soul, it felt like and it was hard to keep up with. But I think the best thing that helped me with my stress, in all honesty, I think it's what a lot of us with, but we don't give thought to it, is trial and error. I just had to keep pressing forward, and even though it was a struggle, and I had to take care of a lot of things for her and be like a second head, so it can be it can be very taxing to try to take care, especially when it's a parent, because yeah. I'm like, Dementi Sometimes I'm like, Mom, do I have to change your diapers? Come on. I love my mom, though. So, nevertheless, it's... it's now, think of, if you don't deliberately include in your life things to, co to help you cope with that, it's going to build up. And if it affects the body, guess what else it's going to affect? 
So taking care of your mom is a tremendous opportunity, a tremendous blessing, and blessings will flow. But I need to recognize that the added stress of doing so is going to affect my spirituality if I don't deliberately plan time to deal with that. So I hope you have a stress manager. Can I share you, Joseph? Can I just, one of my absolute favorite quotes from the prophet Joseph Smith. You can imagine his life was quite stressful, especially with people wanting him dead or wanting him arrested and sent back to Missouri. And he didn't know who his friends and his enemies were. And he has the responsibility to create, you know, to bring about the restoration. In 1843, he dies in 44. So this is right at the end, Nauvoo. In 1844, this is one of my favorite entries from Joseph Smith's journal. And I wish, when I can go back in time, this is one of the scenes I'm going to go back and see. Joseph Smith said, February 4th. Now, think Illinois, February, it's very cold, right? Dark, not very light outside. February 4th, 1843. At four in the afternoon, I went out with my little Frederick to exercise myself by sliding on the ice. Can you picture the prophet? sliding on the ice with his son. Now, I can imagine someone walking by might be very critical, right? But do you see the wisdom in what he's doing? He is under a great deal of stress, and he has to find a way to relieve that. Do you? Or do you let it just bottle up? What is your stress management strategy? At the risk of losing a lot of your respect, can I give you mine? A little Def Leppard and a punching bag go a long way in my life. And I know it sounds funny, but sometimes I'm not ready to teach a spiritual lesson because of things that are happening in my life. I cannot come here and teach spiritually the way I feel. So a little heavy metal music and a punching bag, and I can come and teach a spiritual lesson much more capably because of it. Do you have a strategy? Let me just share one more quotation. This one, I'm going to, I'm going to quote Elder Holland, but he's actually quoting someone else. Elder Holland says the following. A drugstore psychologist once said that people need three things to be emotionally healthy. Someone to love, something significant, some significant things to do, and something pleasant to look forward to. Do you have something in your life that you look forward to? A concert that's coming up, a performance, something that you're waiting to purchase for yourself. It'll get you through the days where you wonder why you're doing it. Grant yourself consistently something to look forward to. Now, does that have an impact on your spirituality? You better believe it does. Amelia, you were going to add something. Oh, no, I was going to share my stress management. Let's hear it. What's yours? 
So um, I'm doing classes online right now, and my job consists of a lot of sitting, which I didn't know until I started. Um, but something that I decided to do was to um, have a new hobby because I don't feel like I'm too old to start something new. <laughs> so what I you think you're too old to start something new? I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that. Longboarding. I mean, it's always something that I felt like I wanted to try and I didn't ever feel like I could. Um, but I started doing it and it's actually so fun because, I don't know, you're like going down the sidewalk. And I, I first started doing it when I was like sitting on the board, but it's way more fun when you're standing. So I just started doing that. Like when I'm sitting in the office and I'm like getting really antsy or I'm getting really stressed with like all the assignments I have to do or I'm thinking about, you know, the next thing. I always am like, okay, it's not my outside time. So my mom like sees me get up and she sees me like go back and uh, back and forth um, in front of my house. And then I come back in and I'm focused again. Yeah. And so I guess like on my mission, it was something that I had to appreciate was being outside because I could tell like those, those days, especially like when we were quarantined, like for a few days, it was, it really took a, a turn on my like mental health. So I learned a lot about like, it's so important to get outside. So if you feel like you're really stressed, just go outside and, ride and get a longboard. Or ride a bike. Yep. Know. Bikes. It's all great. Nature. Walks. Music. So when you first started, did your neighbor just see a girl sitting on her longboard patting <laughs> you on the sidewalk? <laughs> nope. My wife's a bishop. He lives like right down the street. He stopped asking questions after a while. <laughs> so. I love it. Helpful. Um, just a couple. Am I missing one that you wanted to throw up here? Please. Okay. People. 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 Now, we're going to spend a lot of time on that one. In fact, I'm going to draw another circle. I'm going to draw a circle over here. It's written into the plan of salvation. People are written. I need people. Can I go to the highest degree of the celestial kingdom without people? Can I do it all by myself? It's written into the very plan. People are the secret of my happiness. But who hurts you more than anyone else? People. And so navigating that, we're going to spend a lot of time. That has a lot to do with your spirituality. We will spend some time on that. But as a list, socializing people, I need them. Do you think Jesus stayed home and read the scriptures every day his childhood would he have been an effective minister had he done that he was out i'm positive he went to the activities he went to the dances because we have a need for people and sometimes connecting with human beings is a tremendous influence in your spirituality now that's a dangerous road because they can hurt you, but they also bless you. So there's, an, there's a critical one. People, we need connection. We need human connection. So taking some time and going out and going to the activity where I'm gonna connect with people will not only affect my physical and mental, but my spiritual. Good one. Let me just throw one more on. Um, one thing that I've learned a great deal. You need to make sure your hormones are balanced. Some of you don't produce 
a specific hormone or maybe not in the right amount. And it's going to have a spiritual impact. Replacing the hormones your body is struggling to produce is vital to your spirituality. Take care of those. There are brilliant doctors that can help you. Um, in my family, we struggle with hormone or thyroid hormones. Um, some people just struggle with diabetes. It's simply my body doesn't produce a hormone that I have to replace. So if you feel sluggish, if you feel physically something's not right, there's something about your, spiritual, your spirituality that will come when you, find, when you take care of the physical body. Now you could spend a lot of time filling out these lists. My point tonight was to teach a very powerful doctrine in a class on hear him. I know you were expecting rules of revelation. I know you were expecting to talk about the many ways he speaks. But I don't think we think about this subject and its impact on my spirituality. With all my soul, I testify, you will hear him better, more frequently, and more clearly if you take care of the physical body you've been given. You need to be wise enough to know what it needs. What are you not providing that it needs? You control the flow. The next time you go to the temple and you stand at that veil and you want to reach out and connect with God, you think about the navel. Health in my navel. The better I take care of my body, the more those nutrients will flow. What do you need? What could you do today and tomorrow dramatically improve the flow of spirituality in your life? Do it. You will hear him better, more clearly, and more frequently if you take better care of your physical body. Of that I testify in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.